Hi there. Welcome to the Life Hack Show. Life is full of limitations. Learn how to break free and live your best life. Join me, Allie Kramer, Content Director of Life Hack, as I interview the top experts in the self-improvement sphere for advice on how to make life more enjoyable, no matter who you are. If you're looking for insight on how to overcome any obstacle, this podcast is made for you. Today, I'll be speaking with Aura Nadrich. She's a renowned author, thought coach, and mindfulness meditation teacher who taps into her own experiences to help others better understand theirs. Hi, Aura. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Allie. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So I have to say, you seem like a really cool person. You're described <laughs> as a distinctive combination of intuition and compassion that allows you to open up avenues of trust and connection. And honestly, I feel like that's such an incredible thing. What a wonderful baseline as a human being. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's very much a compliment. Yes. Thanks. No problem. So could you introduce yourself to the listening audience and give them some background on yourself and your work? Sure. So I am the author of my most recent book, my second book called Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. And my first book says who, how one simple question can change the way you think forever really was a great prelude to the book that I have out now. It was a book on a cognitive method that I came up with for transforming negative and fears-based thoughts. And now with Live True, also a book on transformation. The thrust of my work is very transformation-oriented, and it's also very thought-based, meaning that my work is really designed to help people know that they can change their thoughts to serve their well-being. Gotcha. So your philosophy is really based along mindsets, kind of controlling the outcomes of people's lives. Absolutely. And my work is very mindfulness based, which is the practice of being present. And it really does seep into all areas of my work um, in that mindfulness really teaches us how not only to be present, but to be aware of the thoughts that we're holding in our mind in the present. And do those thoughts, in fact, serve our well-being? Mm -hmm. So how did you get interested in mind mindfulness? Well, you know, I'd like to say that I consider myself, or probably when I think back to myself as a child, I was practicing mindfulness and I didn't know it, meaning mm -hmm. that I recall some of the, my most enjoyable moments was being really present and laying in a field of grass and looking up at the sky and watching the clouds move across the sky, which is interesting because that's an image that's brought up a lot in meditation mm -hmm. to observe your thoughts like they're clouds moving across the sky to let us be aware of the impermanence of our things like our thoughts, that they don't stay. As I like to say, we hold on to our thoughts. Our thoughts don't hold on to us. So I think that was like the early beginnings of my authentic self, if you will, having just written a book on the authentic self, coupled with mindfulness, is that I feel like I was a person who liked being present. Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed being in the present. I was a happy child. I loved to really enjoy what I was doing in the moment. And fast forward to my life um, in that at around 15, I had a very sad incident happened, a family tragedy, if you will. My older sister had a mental breakdown mm. and that was just devastating. That turned, yeah, it, it turned my world upside down. I idolized her. She was amazing. 
And she was never the same after that, unfortunately. It was, it was deeply and profoundly sad. And what that did is it really stirred up in me the understanding or wanting to understand the workings of the mind. Because here I saw mm-hmm. a, sis- a sister that seemed to be perfect one day and then was never the same again. So it took me on a very deep psycho-spiritual journey as the years went on. I was an actress for several years and a screenwriter, but my love really was uh, the psycho-spiritual journey. And I went on a deep one myself where I learned a lot of modalities and methods and techniques for understanding the mind better, which then connected me to, I really wanted to work in that milieu and became a life coach and an author. And basically, my work. Yeah, my work is committed to again transformational thinking. Wonderful, wonderful. It's it's really inspiring to think about how you know you you were already prepped for that mindset as a child, and then something so devastated happened to you, and instead of you letting it kind of hold you back, it propelled you forward, Um, whether intentional or not. It became something that was very important to you. Exactly. That's exactly what happened on my trajectory. Do you know that something that, you know, yes, was I predisposed, you know, perhaps, and that is, again, living the authentic self-life, and then an incident that can take place that catapults us into, you know, pursuing a life journey that maybe we didn't know we would be doing otherwise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the authentic self. Your new book, Live True, teaches readers how to live in the present moment and be their authentic self. Why is this so important? You know, it's really important because, first of all, there's been a study recently out of Harvard that says our mind wanders almost 50% of the time. So really what that tells us is that we're really not as present as we could be. So that's already the mindfulness aspect of the equation and that if we're not living in the present moment, where are we? You know, and we're usually thinking about the past, which has come and gone, or we're worried or anxious about the future, which isn't here yet. And where the authentic self comes into play, and I've really coupled these two things because I think they're really important to be integrated in that we're so busy doing that a lot of the times we're not really being true to ourselves. You know, we have a lot of stressors and a lot of things that whether they're self-imposed or people impose them on us, the expectations, we have to be certain things for certain people. And what I have found with so many people that I've worked with, that they have lost a sense of their authentic self. Mm -hmm. They feel that they have been living, fulfilling something that they felt they had to, or were supposed to, or expected to do. And so what that does is it takes us away from the true essence of who we are. And, you know, sometimes something can feel not right to us, whether it's in our workplace, in our relationships, in with our family. And oftentimes the reason why something doesn't feel quite right is that we're not either expressing something that feels true to us. And again, these are the types of things that start to cause us to live inauthentically mm-hmm. to who we really are. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's very, very interesting. Um, And I I would say that a lot of people probably have difficulty, um, like even kind of getting to the point of finding their authentic self or understand that that there is such a thing as an authentic self. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's very true. And, I, and the reason for that, as I just explained, but also your life can be not balanced in that, yes, there are obligations, there's commitments, there's expectations, you know, whether, again, that has been placed on us or it's self-imposed. But what you want to do is you want to balance your life with maybe things that you have to fulfill that might make you have to, you know, provide uh, something that is expected of you, let's just say, under a deadline. Mm-hmm. Two, what are you doing in the area of self-care so that you can return to the place of self-care for you? Meaning, okay, I can shut everybody out. I can put my devices down. I don't have to be on my best behavior or look my best, you know, where I can just drop into me. You know, it's like the person that maybe we don't always want people to see because we're not perfectly put together physically. We're We're not on top of our game. We're not on, if you will. You know, it's hard to be on all the time. Yes, (laughs) Yes, you know? <laughs> it, is. it really is. So, you know, you want to be mindful of how balanced is your life? Are you really only putting out so much about yourself that is something, again, that is expected of you? And are you balancing it with self-care and nurturing yourself, the real self, the you that you may not want to show everybody behind closed doors? Sure. And so with the authentic self, then it seems uh, pretty reasonable to say that each person's um, kind of identity and everything is individual. And so whatever they need to do to find balance is going to be an individual journey for each person. Absolutely. It is very much our own individual journey and we need to really honor that. We, that's why, again, living in balance, that we're giving ourselves the time to give ourselves, to nurture ourselves, to feed ourselves, or what I like to say, replenish the well. Because mm-hmm. if you're putting out so much to other people, but you're not replenishing the authentic self, then you're going to feel depleted. Another way I would say that people can feel that they're living inauthentically, and I'm seeing this more and more, which is really interesting, and this ties into the self-care, because there are people that, whether they're working on a job or they're in a relationship that they feel mixed about or ambivalent about, when they start to do more self-care and they start to support their own wellness, some people find that, you know, I actually really like this so much. I want to change my career. Mm. I really like this so much that I'm realizing that I am in a relationship that's, you know, just not fulfilling my needs. So the more we do give to ourselves, it can really help us define the authentic self better. Absolutely. It's like trail markers and helping you navigate the journey. um, And and these things will become more and more uh, easy to find once you start tapping into who you really are. Yeah. And like, we know that there are, you know, certain, a certain percentage of concessions or compromises that we make in life. It can't be just all about us. I understand that. But if it's imbalanced, if it's not commensurate, if we're feeling that, again, what we're putting out isn't being met, then I think that what that really is, is a sense that we're not fulfilling the authentic self. Something feels off, something feels inauthentic to us. And it's important to pay attention to that. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. So um, what would you say is the greatest challenge for people when they're trying to overcome their own fears or face their obstacles and become their authentic self? I think it's 
really good to be present with what you're feeling. You know, I even mentioned that in my first book, Says Who, because what that really is, it's a self-inquiry. It's really connecting to the thoughts that we have and not pushing them away. So if you're really listening to your inner voice, your inner thoughts, and you're paying attention to the fact that what you're telling yourself is that you don't feel fulfilled, you know, rather than pushing it away or denying it, I encourage people to really be with what they're feeling and let it guide you to what again feels authentic or inauthentic to you. You know, there are people that would just as soon not look at that. And I'm somebody who really encourages you to look more closely, to take the deep dive, if you will, into what's really going on. Because if we don't address what we're really feeling, what can happen is that we can feel what I call in my first book says who, the side effects or the symptoms of thoughts that we're not paying attention to. Do you know? So what I also say is thoughts create emotions, create behavior, create actions, create reality. Mm -hmm. You really want to pay attention to what it is you're feeling and thinking and not push it away. Gotcha. So kind of an embracement rather than avoidance. Absolutely. And that's a really good word, Allie, to say. It's like embracing. You know, mindfulness also is the practice of being present. Mm-hmm. And other ways to describe it is being present with self-acceptance, being uh-huh. present with non-judgment, and to put the cherry on top, it's with self-love. So when you say the word embrace, it really is embracing ourselves. It's mm-hmm. really, you know, uh, accepting who we are with non-judgment, you know, so that we can really connect to, again, what we're really feeling. And if we want to change something in our lives, we're going to have to pay attention to what's really going on within. I really love that. Um, We often hear a lot about, you know, having compassion and having non-judgment for others, but it's, it's a little more rare to hear advice where we embrace ourselves and give our own selves love unconditionally. And I think that that's, that's such a, that's a real, yeah. That's a really good point that you're mentioning because the the lack of self-love is pretty strong in many people. Mm-hmm. And what I say in Says Who, it's that your your thoughts should be your cheering squad, not your hecklers. Mm-hmm. And And one of the things that I also say is that, you know, what we are willing to accept, our own critical self-talk can be pretty abusive. And yet if someone else talked to us a certain way that was really undermining, we wouldn't accept that so readily. And yet we would do that to ourselves. We we throw ourselves under the bus far too often. That's why the thing about self-love, acceptance, embracing, and again, I love that word, is really saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, I need to really embrace myself. I really need to accept myself no matter what it is I'm going through, even if I'm in a a time of transition and not to be self-critical, do you know? We do that far too often. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's, I started thinking about this visual. If everyone just, you know, loved themselves a little bit more, the world would be a happier place, I think. It would. And I really bring that up when people ask me, how do you practice mindfulness? You know, I say a great way to start is first thing in the morning when you wake up. 
you know, and literally open your eyes and not shoot out of bed like a ball out of a cannon. Right. You know, I mean, I know we're busy people. We all have things to do. We can't always have the luxury of just, you know, staying in bed. But I talk about the time that this requires, which is just a couple of minutes to open your eyes and be in gratitude that you're alive one more day. Do you know? And what that does when we go into the mind space, if you will, of self-love and acceptance, we really do go into gratitude and compassion. And all those feelings that are really under the beautiful umbrella of love is really the very way in which it jumpstarts our day. So even if you're somebody who can't start your day like that, try and find that at one point in your your day. Try to connect to a place of self-love. Absolutely. And so you've kind of touched on this, um, my next question, uh, a little bit, but maybe you can elaborate a little more. In the book, Live True, you talk about how one's own connection with their authentic self will lead to an awakening in others. Um, I think that this is really a pretty impactful statement, um, and I'd love to, to hear more about that. Yeah, you know, that's a really important point because, you know, a lot of the times what we tell ourselves that become a part of our core beliefs isn't necessarily true at all. And, you know, things like vulnerability can be really uncomfortable for people. So when you're somebody who's really on the journey of self-awareness or awakening or, you know, bettering your life, it requires certain things of you that could be thought of as courageous and brave. And that's being really honest with yourself, which I'm a real advocate of. You know, I talk about that and live true. When you see people whose lives are working or when you see somebody who seems confident, who seems someone who's showing signs of Mm self-love, acceptance. What do we think about those people? It's very attractive. Sure. Do you know, I'm not talking about just the confidence in a cocky kind of way. I'm talking about somebody who's really comfortable in their own skin. Do you know? And that they're not somebody who's hypercritical of themselves. They are somebody who's good at self-love and self-care. When I see that, that tells me a lot about a person. So Mm -hmm. when we practice those things, what we're really showing out to other people and out in the world is that, hey, I'm worth it. I care enough about myself to take good care of myself. And what I want to say is that that is attractive. You know, it's really appealing. Absolutely. Right. To see somebody like that. So you're really setting a precedent that is enviable. You're setting a precedent that's showing friends or family, hey, I'm worth it. I'm good to myself. I love myself. And maybe someone isn't there yet to do that, but when they see you doing it, you are setting a tone that other people are going to want to either emulate or follow or, you know, aspire to be like you are. Absolutely. It's, it's, you're setting a a good model example for um, how to live a happy life by being happy with yourself. I like that. Yeah, and and we we're really living in a time right now where I feel that being healthy and whole is where it's at. Do you know, mm-hmm. dysfunction yeah. and you know, just basically living a life that is really compromised again going back to the authentic self. 
it's a journey of wellness and I'm seeing that catch on more and more. When I got into the wellness field, I didn't see it as much as it is today seeping into the mainstream where people are practicing, you know, meditation and mindfulness and self-care, you know, and this right. is really important. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I'm sure the internet and social media has something to do with it where the message just kind of gets out there more and more it, again, like that modeling behavior, it, it, it's a, it's not addictive, but it, it's contagious. Well, it is. Yeah, that's a good word. It's contagious. And I, you know, I also work, I mean, I worked with a lot of different demographics, but I also worked with a lot of millennials and I'm seeing a lot of young people who I think everybody sort of has to go through their own rite of passage but I'm seeing more and more young people that don't want to be drinking or doing drugs. You know, they want to go into the area of wellness and they've expressed to me their peer pressure, but more and more what's catching on is you're seeing younger people who are practicing meditation, mm -hmm. who are doing yoga, who are going to wellness retreats, you know, their health and their wellness is important to them. And, you know, it can be challenging when you're around, you know, peers or other people that aren't really valuing this as much as you are. And sometimes it can feel lonely. But what I'm seeing catch on more and more is these modalities, these healthy, what I call healthy habits of thinking are really catching on. And it's, it's really becoming in vogue to be healthy, mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. What a great trend. <laughs> exactly. It really is. So um, in your book, Live True, I really love how it's laid out. I think it's actually brilliant, but I'd love to hear you talk about it more. It's 30 chapters to span each day of the month. What made you choose this format and how do you feel it helps readers stay on track? Well, what I did, Allie, is like I tried to really take the most salient, you know, points of my book, the essence, the pearls, if you will, mm -hmm. from each chapter and then end that chapter with a meditation that is what I call very user friendly. And even if you're not a meditator, I believe that you could utilize this meditation and feel its effects. And then also end it with something called note to self, which is almost like a, like an affirmation, do you know? Yeah. So I wanted to end each chapter in that way. So it's like a takeaway because you know, we all know that when we're reading books, I mean, I'm sometimes an underliner in books. Like if mm -hmm. something is really a pearl, what I call a pearl of wisdom, I'll like, Oh, that is so great. And I'll underline it. But then, you know, you don't remember everything right. that you read, you know, it can, it can resonate for you, but it might not stay in your memory. So I really deliberately did that so that you can go back and you can refer to the note to self or that you can use a part of the meditation. There's certain things that I, you know, can I guide you in the meditation, whether it's a mantra or it's just an affirmation to say silently, silently to yourself that I wanted the book to be so user friendly that you could open it at any point and you could just take something from it and go, well, I can really apply that to my life right now, today, again, being, in, being about the present moment. And I've had so many people tell me that. They said, you know, you're, I opened up the book randomly today and, and just opened up and picked a, a note to self. And it was so perfect for what I wanted to hear today. And that's great. That's music to my ears. Absolutely. I love that. Um, it, it sounds like a perfect book to keep with you at all times for when you need that little pick-me-up. 
Yeah, it's a reminder. You know, it's a reminder, again, not to wander away so much out of the present time, as I said, that the mind wanders so much. And it's a reminder to, to be accepting of who you really are, again, the authentic self. So I think the book is chock full of a lot of helpful reminders, friendly reminders, you know, to go easy on yourself and to love yourself more and accept yourself more and show up in the moments of your lives more present. That's wonderful. It's, it's a beautiful message that you're um, conveying to others, and I'm so glad that you're doing it. The book is great. So um, where can our listeners pick up a copy of Live True? You know, your book outlets, Amazon is a sure way to get it quickly. And I also want to add that my book was just released on Audible. So very any, cool. I know I'm super excited about that. People yeah. ask me a lot because I do a lot of guided meditations. And so I have meditation. Um, I'm out on iTunes and Spotify. I've got aura meditations and I also have live true meditations. So people asked me like, I want to hear you talk. And so I felt very inspired to do that. So Amazon, great way to, to get all of it, you know, yeah. whether it's the ebook, audible or the soft cover, hardcover, Barnes and Noble, if that's your thing, or, you know, if you happen to have a bookstore near you, whatever <laughs> ones are still around, right? <laughs> you know, maybe they can order my book for you. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Um, to our listeners, I urge you to check out Aura's book, Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. And be sure to visit her site at www.auranadrich.com. That's O-R-A-N-A-D-R-I-C-H.com. Thank you, Aura. Anything else to add about your new book? Wow, I think we covered a lot of it. Thank yeah. you so much for, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very inspirational episode. Um, and I, I totally love the idea of, you know, having this mindfulness in your life at all times and being present in the moment and um, focusing on your self-love. That's, that's such a beautiful message. Great. Thank you. And start today. Yeah, you could definitely. start today. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the best message of them all, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. One positive thought you can tell yourself today. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today, Aura. It was a pleasure. So that wraps up today's show. Thank you all for joining and stay tuned for our next episode of the Life Hack Show. Have you heard about our free fast track class? Discover the secrets behind our proven framework to help you reach goals quicker and easier than you ever thought possible. Don't wait, sign up today to secure your spot. Visit lifehack.org backslash limitation dash fast dash track.